If you're a Bible, turn to John chapter 10, and I'm going to continue on this topic that we've been on, uh, hearing, uh, hearing God. Hallelujah. I love the Word of God. Always approach the Word with an attitude of humility. Always approach the Word with being ready to hear, ready to receive. You know, because his, this, is, this is His Word speaking to us. You know, so we talk about hearing God. Everything stems from the Word of God. You want to hear from God? Start in, start in the book. Start in the Bible. And, and even, even if it's something that you, it's new to you, whatever, when you get in this book, ask God to reveal himself to you through it. Ask him to reveal his ways through it. Ask him how to reveal his responses to things through it. How he re- would respond to a situation. How he would deal with a situation. How, how what would take place. And it's all going to be found through his word. And it's as you understand the voice of this word, the next thing you know, you're going to start hearing his voice for your personal life. But also, whatever you're going to hear is going to line up with this word. It's not going to be opposed to the word. It's going to have to line up with this word. God, God wants us to hear his voice. Why? Because he wants to direct our path. He's a good shepherd. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me, right? He leads me. Say he leads me. Man, get a, get a hold of that. Whether you're here watching by way of internet, get a hold of the fact that he wants to lead you through life. He wants to lead you and help navigate you through wherever you're at right now. He wants to navigate you in your marriage. He wants to navigate you as you raise your children. He wants to navigate as, as, as in your ministry, whatever they ask. He wants to navigate. He, he, wants, he wants the steering wheel. He, he wants the steering wheel in your life. What is, but what is really the, the steering wheel of our life, so to speak, is going to come when we follow his voice. When we follow his direction, when we follow his word, okay? In John chapter 10, this has been our, our theme scripture for this series. In verse 3, it says, The watchman opens the door for this man, and the sheep listen to his voice and heed it. And he calls his own sheep by name and brings and leads them out. When he has brought his own sheep outside, he walks on before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know his voice. Hallelujah. You're his sheep. He's the shepherd and you know his voice. Don't ever say, I can't hear God. Don't ever say, if you, if you in the natural, you're, and you feel that way. Well, I just don't hear God's voice. Stop saying that. Just say, I always hear his voice. I always hear the voice of the good shepherd. I always hear the voice of the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Why is it important to hear God? Why is it important to hear what this word has to say? Look at verse 24. Matthew 7 verse 24. It says, therefore, whoever, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken unto him a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Now get this. Here's, we see two different men here in this story and they both heard. One's not getting shortchanged by the other. It's not like one was in, one was in this environment and, and one was in this other environment. No, they were in the same environment and they were both were hearing the same things. They both heard the same things, but one was successful and one wasn't successful. 
You see what I'm saying? So, so here we got to gauge this because we understand that if we hear God, his intent is to lead me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He wants to lead me into, into success. You know, we, he, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That's his desire, right? We, we know that's his desire for his, his creation, his people. And so here the sayings were brought to these two men. To bring success to them. But only one of them was successful. Both of them heard. You know, it wasn't like, okay, they went their separate ways. And, and one experienced a worse storm than the other. No, they experienced the same storm. So they heard the same thing. And they all experienced the same storm. So what's the problem? One, one was built upon a rock and one was built upon the sand. What was the, what was the, the, the difference? Is the first one it says he heard it and he did it. He heard it and he did it. So the wise man is the one that not just heard the sayings, but did the sayings. And he was considered a wise man, right? And then you had the man that built his house on the sand. He was someone that just heard the word. So it's not just to be enough to hear the word, but we have to do the word. It's not just enough talking about hearing from God, but are we open to do what he wants us to do? Because right. see, this is, this is where success is. And, and I, I believe this is a lot of difference between successful people and unsuccessful people. I, I, you know, and from a business standpoint and natural standpoint, what is the, what is the biggest gap in, in, in the world in, when it comes to leadership? It's, it's, it's doing what you know to do. That's the biggest gap. That's the biggest gap. You know, I don't really have to tell, you know, how, how, you know, Cassie, you know, how, how am I going to become healthy? It's no one, it's not, it's a no brainer. It's like, we all know what to do. To become healthy. We, we all know for the most part, right? We, we know, no, I'm not going to have to, you know, if you want strong muscles, I'm not going to have to tell you, okay, all right, well, if you just, you know, you got two men, if you sit down and watch TV all day long and sit on the couch and eat potato chips, you know what? You're going to be strong one day. It's not going to happen. It's, it, it's pretty much a, you know, you're going to need to lift some weight. You're going to have to put some stress on that muscle. That muscle is going to have to get ripped and it's going to have to, have to build back up. It's going to get ripped and it's going to be built back up again. So it, we, we all know that right and so it's not like i'm telling you anything new so the thing is is i don't need to tell you that right so so we all know that so it's what we are doing with what we know that is the common denominator in our life that's that's the that's the common denominator within our life so successful christians or if i'm going to be a successful believer i need to monitor not just my hearing but my doing my hearing and my do. Let's go to Proverbs chapter two. Proverbs chapter two. Thank you, Father. Proverbs chapter two, verse. Man, Hallelujah! So much good stuff here. I'll just do verse six for time. Um, For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So if we look at the two men. Wisdom came out of his mouth. For two people. Right. right? Wisdom. Wisdom comes from the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So maybe the wisdom was. How to build a house in a storm. And the one had all the wood and did something about it. The other just, well, I want to bypass that. And, you know, I'm just going to prop everything up. How about that? So he heard wisdom out of his, the Lord comes wisdom. And it says out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So when we talk about those two people in Matthew seven, wisdom was something they both heard. So it's not just enough to have wisdom. It's great to, to, to gain wisdom. It's, it's great to gain knowledge and understanding. But the question is, what are you doing with it? 
What are you doing with the wisdom? What are you doing with the, the messages that you hear? What are you doing with the, the things that God is speaking to in your prayer? What are you doing with that? Because wisdom is coming from his mouth. He, he's not going to give you anything stupid. He's not going to give you anything that's going to make you like, like uh, look, uh, uh, you know, look like a fool, become a fool. He, he, he's, you know, he, cause the other one built his house upon, he was a foolish man. He built his house upon the sand. See, God gave him the wisdom to keep him from becoming a foolish man. So how many of us sometimes are going around with the wisdom in here, but yet, but yet we're fools because we're not doing what we know to do. So hearing God out of his mouth comes Wisdom. Let's go to um, Proverbs 4. Thank you, Father. Verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, forsake wisdom not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. See, this is all talking about wisdom. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not. Don't let go of wisdom. Why? Because wisdom will preserve you. Love wisdom. You know what? Wisdom is going to keep you. Hallelujah. Man, how many things did I experience because I didn't love wisdom? (laughs) See, wisdom wanted to keep me, but but because I wasn't loving wisdom, I couldn't be kept. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hallelujah. A lot of grunts in the place. Amen. Um, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Hallelujah. See, I, I have to I have to understand wisdom because understanding wisdom is I've got to in all you're getting, get under get uh, understanding. Why? Because it's in the understanding I can get results. Verse 8, exalt her. Exalt wisdom and wisdom will promote you. She shall bring thee to honor when you do embrace her. Wow. Wisdom shall give to thee a head of ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall wisdom deliver to you. Hear, O, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life shall be many. Now get that. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life shall be many. Man, what could wisdom change? What could wisdom rearrange? What could wisdom do physically, emotionally, financially, spirit, soul? and What could wisdom do? Man, here it says, man, my life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. See, these are things that's coming from his mouth. These are his sayings. He, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when you runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Man, wisdom. Keep it. It's his life. This life. Wisdom. We, we need this wisdom. Now, his, you know, understand, and without going and showing some other scriptures, understanding his word is wisdom. His word is wisdom. We can look at, look at it like this way. Verse 5, get the word. Get understanding. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Don't, don't let go of the word. Why? Because it will preserve you. Love the word, and the word will keep you. Why? The word is the principal thing. Therefore, get the word. And with all you're getting, get more understanding of the word. Exalt the word and the word will promote you. The word will bring you the honor. And when you, when you embrace the word, the word shall give thee a head of ornament of grace and the word will give you a crown of glory will deliver to you. Hear, O son, my word and the years of your life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of the word. I have led thee in right paths. Hallelujah. Man, this whole, this whole chapter is great. You know, he goes and talks about attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from you, but keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those and find them and health to all your flesh. But understand this. It's not just, it's, it's life into in all those that find it. It's health to all your flesh. Incline your ear, you know, put them in the midst of your heart. But it has to go to beyond just being in your heart. 
It has to get into your heart in a place where it becomes a part of you to where you act on it. His word is like, remember the two, the two men, they both heard wisdom, but what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Hearing God is about not just hearing, but it's doing. Hallelujah. Now, just for some simple illustrations, who's here ever been pulled over for speeding? Anyone? Why'd you, why'd you get a ticket? Because you weren't doing the word. You got a ticket because you weren't doing the word. What was the word? 35 mile an hour speed limit. Because you weren't doing that word, you got a ticket. See, see how many things aren't we doing that's giving us some tickets that we wish we didn't have to pay? You know, you know, just, you know, we just finished Christmas and, and, you know, a little while ago. And so, so think about, you know, as a, as a parent and you have little children, you, you somehow it it looked good on the shelf when you bought it. And, and there was this idea, you're going to bring this, this thing home. And you know what you decided, you know, at midnight on Christmas Eve that you were going to put this thing together. And then when you took it out of the box, you didn't realize that it was a thousand and one pieces. And you're looking at this and you need like a, someone with an engineering degree to put, put this thing together, you know, and, and, and so you're, you're looking at this and, 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 you know, you know, if you're a guy, you know, you kind of just like toss it in the wind and, Hey, let me just look at the picture. You just let me look at the picture and, and you end up with pieces left over and, and you wonder why things were backwards and things were upside down. Why? Because you weren't looking at, you weren't doing the word. You, you weren't, you weren't doing the word, you know, you know, I'm not, I don't want to go back there too often to here with, with like eating right nutrition training and, 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 and being healthy. You know, I, I, you know, but, but the thing is, 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 is we're not getting the results that we want naturally, ultimately because we're not doing what we know to do. Right. And so, cause we're not doers of the word. We, we have to become doers of the word. If we're going to enter into success that God has for us, right? So let's look at James chapter one. Uh, James chapter one. Hallelujah. Look, look at verse 21. Hallelujah. Let me read the Amplified. It says, so get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble spirit, receive and welcome the word, which implanted in and rooted into your hearts, contains the power to save your soul. Man, I love that. So get rid of this. Let go of this. And receive, man, just, just humility. That's what it takes. Well, here, you want to, if you want to hear from God, it takes Humility. Because you have to quiet yourself enough to put yourself in a position to hear. Stop being busy. Just rest, okay? That's, that's what the scripture do. And receive the word. Because the word that you're going to get, it says it has the power. Contains the power to save your soul. Now, it doesn't say it saves your soul. It says it contains the power. See, a lot of people like, like to look at church. If I go to church, it's just osmosis. What I hear is all of a sudden just going to get on me. And just because I was in church, all of a sudden, man, I'm a Christian. Man, look, I heard the word today. Now, now the word, it has the power. It contains the power to save your soul, but it's not what saves your soul. For instance, I could, I could talk to you, Adrian, talk to you about salvation and come to you and give you the salvation message. I just gave you the word that has the power to change it, to save your soul, but it profits you nothing until you confess it and believe it in your heart for yourself. So it contains the power to save your soul, but it doesn't save your soul until you do something with what I just told you and what I just told the word to you, right? So we have to, we have to understand this word is the catalyst for change. It's the catalyst for whatever I'm believing for, whatever you're needing. It's the catalyst. It it is the answer to everything that you need, but, but it's not just, it doesn't just stop with the answer. We have to keep reading 
Because in my Bible here, it says, but. But be doers of the word. So it's not just receiving that word into your heart, but it's being doers. There's a, I believe, there's a lot of, I like to say, spiritually word or say or word overweight people. But yet their lives haven't changed. Because they, 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 they need this part, but be doers of the word. Obey the message and don't mean merely listeners to it. Betraying yourself. So, so if I just hear the word and I don't do it, he calls it here. I'm betraying myself. And that's what that happens a lot, because what happens is when it didn't work the first time or the second time or the third time, what happens? People walk away and get offended at God. But you know what they're doing? It's it's this scripture. They're betraying them. They're, they're betraying themselves. Verse 23, for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. Man, it means you look in this word and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and he's saying, Justin, you know what? You need to change your attitude about that. You know what? You're, you know, you, you, you need to, you know... You need to see that differently because that's my, what my word says. So I'm seeing that in the word and I'm seeing the adjustments that I need to make. Um, you know, um, but what happens is I go away from the word and I don't make any adjustments. And that's where a lot of people live is, man, the word spoke to them. God spoke to them. God, God did something, said something to them that would totally take their life in a whole other direction. But it couldn't go there because, because they stopped looking at the mirror. And they started looking at other people's opinions. What other people think. Hallelujah. Verse 24, for he thoughtfully observes himself, then goes off and promptly forget what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty. Man, it's a law of liberty. Hallelujah. It's a law of liberty. And is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it. Being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who shall be blessed in his doing. Amplified says, in his life of obedience. He shall be blessed in his doing. So the blessing doesn't come just from hearing the word. The blessing comes when the word and my action comes together. Because you know really what your action is? Is really actually you releasing your faith in what you heard. Think about it. A lot of times we like to talk, talk about faith as it pertains to what we're speaking. And that's true. But faith pleases God. Now, if you go on and you read James chapter, uh, James chapter three, four, and it talks about Abraham. I love it. It says, it says when Abraham's faith came to finality. So, so it wasn't just Abraham saying the right things, but when he, when he actions with Isaac, those actions that took place, it changed everything. So, so part of, part of our faith coming finality isn't just in their confession, but our faith comes to finality when we're acting on what the word is telling us to do. Hallelujah. But doing the word is a choice. It's a choice to do this word, man. You know what? There's times when I've not wanted to do it. You know what? Because I didn't feel in my heart that that person needed to be forgiven. Naturally. Because I deserve to be offended. Just being honest. I'm just saying there's times I haven't wanted to do the word. But realize when you do the word, it's law of liberty. But it's a choice. It's a choice to walk in love. But, you know, but people realize that's doing the word. Being a doer of the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. It's a choice. Let's go to Deuteronomy 30.
verse 19. Verse 19 says, I call heaven and earth to witness this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, the blessings and the curses. What, what did James just tell us? It said that we would be blessed in our doing, right? But here he says, I set before you life and death, the blessings and the curses. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live. What are you choosing? See, you have to choose to be a doer of the word. Just like you can choose death or you can choose life. You can choose blessing or you can choose cursing. But ultimately what it comes down to, it becomes a choice of, am I going to do the word? Am I going to do the word? Am I going to do the word? Hallelujah. You know, people say, well, you know, we're not under the law anymore. And I understand, I understand what they're saying. I, I understand the, the, the premise of that because we couldn't fulfill the law in ourselves. I understand that. But also understand that he wrote the law in our hearts now. Yes. The law just changed positions. Yes. So, so does that mean that um, I, I can, because we're not under law, I can commit adultery now? Does that, does that mean I can, I can put other gods before me now because I'm not under the law? See, it's stupid. So, but it's doing the word. See, see, God, see, I look at the Ten Commandments not as things that I don't have to do anymore. I, I look at the Ten Commandments as parameters that's going to bring a successful life to me. God's not get, get, giving directions here to the children of the Israel. I mean, the, the Israelites to give them a bad day. No, he's telling them these are parameters that's going to bring success. Now, it's when you think that you do those things that make you righteous, that's where you get off. Because you can't be righteous in yourself. But understand now I live out of my reborn nature and the, the law is written on my heart. And it's out of that understanding that produces and causes me to walk in a greater level of holiness. Because I'm not living according to myself anymore, but according to the spirit of God. That's a whole nother message. So, so get back to choice here. I set before you life and death, blessings and cursing, therefore choose life. So doing the word is going to be a choice. Now look at the next verse, because a lot of times people don't read this next verse. And that you may love the Lord your God and obey his voice. So it's a choice of life and death. It's a choice of blessing and cursing. And it, and it tells us that this choice is not just for you, but for your descendants after you. So, so believe it or not, folks, the choices you're making today are going to affect generations after you. That you and your descendants may live and may love the Lord your God and obey his voice and cling to him and cling to him. For he is your life in the length of your days that you may dwell in the land which the Lord your swore to give, swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Hallelujah. Why do you obey his voice? Because he is your life. Hallelujah. He is the length of your days so that you can dwell in the land that he promised to give. That's why we follow his voice. That's why we become doers of his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love the Lord. Love the Lord. Obey his voice. Now, there's a word that I want to use as I try to start to close. That I don't use every day. I know you don't use it every day. Maybe Stuart uses it some, but maybe he says, or Isabel says it to him. Stuart, have you hearkened to my instructions today? Have you, have you hearkened to my, have you hearkened to my instructions? Jessica has Jeremiah hearkened to your instructions. And this is not a word we normally use too often, but bottom line, the, the word, um, the, the word hearken, let me give you a couple of definitions, biblical definitions. One, it's, it's to diligently discern is to attentively listen, listen and respond with an action. Or hear and obey. Uh, the, the picture, the metaphor, the picture that it gives in the Hebrew is if, um, <laughs> it's interesting in the Hebrew it gives is as an animal would perk up its ears. That's actually the, the picture it gives. So it's kind of like squirrel, you know, it's like squirrel, yeah. 
You know what? Because it means you're you're hearkening me. You're you're attentive. You're you're ready to hear. You're you're ready to listen. But it's not just ready to listen, but you're ready to listen with the intent of doing what you're hearing. It's 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 almost like the term waiting. It's it's not sitting back passively, but it's aggressively, offensively waiting for something to happen. That I'm, it's about to happen any minute. I'm about to that God is about to show up any moment. I'm waiting on the Lord. It's not sitting back. Well. I'm waiting. No, and, but hearkening is the same thing. It's 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 aggressively, attentively, diligently putting yourself in a position to hear, but also diligently to do. So that's what the word hearken means. Let's go to Genesis three. But for just the sake of just easily to remember, hearkening is hearing and obeying. It's not just hearing, but hearing and obeying. But it's what you choose. Remember, hearing and doing is a choice. So it's what you are hearkening to that will determine your success in life. Hearkening. Verse 17. And this is, this is, excuse me, in success or in failures. Hallelujah. It says, and unto Adam, he said, because you hearkened. Unto the voice of your wife, and you've eaten of the tree of what I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shall that eat of it all the days of thy life. So Adam had a choice on who to hearken to. He could hearken to God that said, Don't eat, don't eat of it. Or he could hearken unto his wife's voice that said, Do eat it. And the choice he made brought failure. See what you choose to hearken to. And we see this through throughout the word of God. Whatever you're hearing and obeying, like I said, it's negative or positive. It's, it's not, it's not just hearkening to God only. And that brings success. No. What are you hearkening? What are you hearkening? That's negative that you might hearken to negatively. see, there's things that I heard and did because I wanted to do them or I followed someone else's idea and it didn't work out so good. Everyone try to get you in some, some of those uh, uh, get rich quick, um, you know, things, you know. And so all I need is $1,000 down and you're going to be rich. Yeah, you, you say, you, you, yeah, we've all been there, right? And so, and so anyway, you're, you're in these things. And so, so anyway, but, but, it's, but it's like, did God tell you to do it? I'm not saying all the things right there are wrong. The thing is, is you did it because it sounded good, not because God told you to do it. Okay, because I don't want to... There's some good, there's good financial things out there. So I don't want to, but, but really we can go throughout the word and see this second Kings. We can look at Naaman when he dipped in the river seven times. What did he do? He hearkened to the word that came from God through Gehazi Genesis chapter 22. He told Abraham, go into a land that I'll show you. Abraham had to hear and obey. You look at Genesis 19, you know, lot had to hearken to the instructions, but the wife didn't hearken. And what is she? She turned around and became a pillar of salt. So what you hearken to has everything to do with your success and your failure. John chapter five about the, the, the guy at the, um, at the um, pool. He, Jesus said, pick up your bed and walk. He could have sat there. He didn't have to get up. He could have sat there for another, another 30 years. Second Kings chapter eight. You know, uh, they're having the famine. He said, by this time tomorrow. You know, and one guy didn't believe it. One guy didn't hearken to it. And so he said, well, you're not, not going to taste of it. What happened when it, when it happened and everyone, <laughs> the doors busted open, they trampled him. He didn't get to taste it. Why? Because he, he didn't listen to what God was saying. About, about this in, in Luke chapter 5, uh, Jesus says to Peter, let down your nets. And he said, well, nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. He hearkened partially. And that's why, and that's why he went back to him, kneeled down. And he says, I'm a sinful man. Why? Because Jesus said, let down your nets. And he just let down a net. About John chapter 21, verse six. What did Jesus say? Throw out, throw out the net on the right side of the boat. Oh God, come on. I don't want to face the sun. How about the left side? No, Jesus said the right side. So see, hearkening, we see it throughout the word of, I could, every chapter, I mean, there's tons of examples because, because your success doesn't come down to how much wisdom you, you have. 
Your success comes down to what are you doing with the wisdom that you have? Because it will determine your present and it will determine your future. Let's go to Isaiah 48 and I'll close with this. Isaiah 48, verse 14. I'm reading the Amplified. It says, assemble yourselves, all of you, and hear. So what is it? he wants to come together and I want you to hear. Who among you has foretold these things? The Lord has loved him. He will do his pleasure and purpose on Babylon. His arm will be against the Chaldeans. I even I have foretold it. Yes, I have called him. I have brought him and the Lord shall make his way prosperous. Come near to me and listen to this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it happened. I was there and now the Lord God has sent his spirit in and with me. I love that. Come near to me and listen to this. You know what? God wants you to come near and listen to him. Come near and listen to him. He says, I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. And it just lets me know just from the beginning, he, he, all, he wants to speak to his people. That's his desire. Thank you, Father. And now the Lord God has sent his spirit in and with me. Man, but how much for you and I? He sent his spirit in with us, the Holy Spirit. Yes. Now let's look at verse 17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit. Hallelujah. I am the Lord God that teaches you to profit. He, so he wants them to come near, Cassie. Why? Because he's saying, I can profit you. Justin, I want you to come near because I can, pro- I can profit you. Man, I, can bring, I, I, can, I want to show you things that I can show you other companies you can get connected with. To sell more windows than you ever thought you could sell. Bring it on. Bring it on. I mean, this is, this is in every area. I, I, come near. Why? Why does he want you to? Because he wants you to profit. He's not a God of lack. He's a God of profit. Hallelujah. Now, what does the word profit here mean? It means to ascend. It means to increase. It means to be benefited. It means to be useful. It means to be good. It means to be enlarged. It means to be to expand. Hallelujah. So come near to me. Because, why? Because it's good. Come near to me because I want to benefit you. Come near to me because I want to take you higher. Come near to me because I want to increase you. Come near to me because I want to enlarge you and expand you. Hallelujah. I am the Lord your God who teaches you. What, out of, how does it teach? Wis, out of his mouth comes wisdom. So he's going to teach you what wisdom, right? To do what? To profit you. So he's going to give you wisdom to profit you. Then who leads you in the way that you should go. Hallelujah. He knows the path for you not to take. You know what? He knows the relationships you don't need to have. He knows the business partners you don't need to have. He knows the people you don't need to have working for you. He, he knows the way that you should go. Hallelujah. And I love this. Verse 18. Oh, that you had hearkened. May I just sense the heart of the Father, right? Oh, if you would just hearken. May I just see God just stepping back and said, oh, if you would just hearken. I, man, I had, I saw this, but oh, if you would just hearken. If you would just hearken to my commandment, my word or my wisdom, then your peace and prosperity would have been like a flowing river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Oh, if you had hearkened to me, if you could, if you had just done what I told you to do, oh man, your peace and prosperity would have been like a flowing river. And I like the idea of a flowing river. And your righteousness as the waves of the sea, verse 19, and your offspring would have been like the sand and your descendants like the offspring of the sea 
and their name would not be cut off or destroyed before me. Oh, if you would just hearken to me. It's not just having wisdom. But it's doing the wisdom you have. Because it's, it's when you do that wisdom, when you walk in that wisdom. You know, some people, you know, they being in this for a number of years now and talking to a lot of people one on one and and seeing situations and walking through situations and giving people wisdom. That's probably one of the most, I guess, disheartening things sometimes as a pastor is seeing people go through things that they don't need to go through. And knowing that you said this and it's like they just couldn't couldn't hook up with it or couldn't connect to it. And even though it might have been a, a demotion or, or something, they take a step backwards. If they could just held on and understood what I was trying to communicate. Man. See, God's out for your profit. And he's giving wisdom out of his mouth. His word's given wisdom. And all he's saying, oh, if you had just hearkened. Oh, man, if you could just do this word. If you could just do this. If you could just make these adjustments. Your life would change. Proverbs 1. And I'll close with this. Proverbs 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word. Hallelujah. We open ourselves up for wisdom. Hallelujah. you father verse 29 for they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the lord actually verse 28 then shall they call upon me but i'll not answer they shall seek me early but they shall not find me why because they hated knowledge and they did not choose the fear of the lord so what was god saying you're not going to find why because i already told you what you needed to know but you 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 rejected it why? Because you hated knowledge. So when you don't do wisdom, you're actually hating wisdom. When you don't, when you don't know what, to, when you don't know, when you don't do what you know to do, you're hating knowledge, and you're not choosing the fear of the Lord. Meaning, you're not respecting His viewpoint. You're not honoring His wisdom. Verse thirty: They would not. They would none of my counsel, and they despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. You see, when we don't do wisdom, we end up eating the fruit of our own choices. Wow. That's, that's rough. And you know, time, there's times where I've had to eat the fruit of my choices. And I like what Jesse DePlanis says, say, you know, sin makes you stay longer you want to stay, pay more than you want to pay. <laughs> But you know what? Yeah, God will do miracles. God will restore. God will turn it around. And I know I, he will. It might take a little bit longer than you might want it to take, though. You know, forgiveness is instantaneous, but restoration is a process. Hallelujah. Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with the, their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them. That was, that was the two men at the beginning. The wise, and the, the wise and the foolish. One heard and did, the one just heard. And it says this, For the turning of the way of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkens unto me, whoever hearkens unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. King James, I mean, Amplified says, For the backsliding of the simple shall slay them, in the careless ease of a self-confident fool shall destroy them. That's what a fool is. It's self-confidence. That's what the Amplified translates it as. Self-confidence is meaning, well, I can do it myself. I don't need to do the word. But it says it will destroy them. But whoso hearkens to me wisdom shall dwell securely and in confident trust and shall be quiet without fear or dread of evil. So if I'm not without fear or dread of evil, that means I'm in faith. So when I hearken to him, I'll dwell safely and I'll rest in faith. Because I'm not, I've been in fear, then I'm in faith, right? 
Hallelujah. You received this word tonight. You feel challenged by this word. I do. I do. I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> I mean, I've, 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 you know, experienced a lot of things in my life and a lot of, a lot of breakthroughs, a lot of amazing things. But this is a constant thing that we have to, you know, renew our mind to. Hearing God. It's not just hearing, but it's hearing and doing. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. And Father, I thank you for just a hunger. A hunger for your word. A hunger to hear your voice. But also a courage to obey it. I declare that over every single person in here and watching by way of internet tonight. Father, I thank you that they have a hunger to hear. But a courage to obey. A hunger to hear and a courage to obey. And I thank you, Father, as we align ourselves with wisdom. I thank you that we will receive the fruit of wisdom. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That we are ones that hearken to your voice. We hearken to your word. I speak life over this congregation, life over every single person here watching by way of internet. I speak forth life. I speak forth abundance. I speak forth prosperity. I speak forth freedom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you for... Forgiving us when we haven't done what we know to do. I repent. I repent, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you that you fill every heart. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No condemnation. No condemnation about past failures. No condemnation. No condemnation about where you're at right now. No condemnation. We have not been given. Hallelujah. Spirit of fear. Not have condemnation over our lives. Thank you, Father, for causing us to walk. Walking away, Father, where we do wisdom. And it will cause us to profit in every way. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, thank you, Lord. Ah, that's good. Do you have anything in that? You good? You good? Hallelujah. Mm, Cassie, you good? Mm, thank you, Father. Mm. Eric and Nikki, you got anything? <laughs> They're pastor friends of ours from Michigan. Hallelujah. I thought you did. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Just because today I heard <laughs> not to, and in fact, that's what the, the word that I feel like I need to say is a lot of times you'll question whether you've actually got the wisdom of God, whether you've heard. And I don't know if it's somebody in here um, or somebody watching online, but you've heard. You've heard the wisdom of God. And, um, and you need to be obedient to it. You just need to be obedient to it and stop questioning it. I'm not saying it's a matter of life and death, but I know in cases where it has been. So there's a seriousness when you know that you've heard and you kind of wait on it because you're like, well, I'm not sure if that's God. I'm just not sure. And I'm just not sure. And I'm just not sure. And 
it becomes disobedience. And there won't be profit. And like I said, I'm not saying it's a life and death situation, but you won't get his best. Whatever that means. Mm. Thank you, Father. So I'm just saying I know you've heard and you need to step out. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Zalina mando robo bogo shokotere mahai e robo bogo shokotere devaya e roboshta thank you for the spirit of wisdom the holy spirit the revealer of truth hallelujah brosto kurabaya hallelujah walk us through father walk us through thank you jesus orababaga shokurababasito robosho halamasukura Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Father. Galatians 5, uh, 1, 15 says, And when he who had chosen and set me apart, Paul's talking about himself, even before I was born and had called me by his grace and saw fit and was pleased to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. So here, what was Paul getting? He received wisdom about what he was called to do. The next part says, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. So part of hearing is and doing is not conferring with what does your what does your flesh think about it? <laughs> but what was God saying? What's God saying? And then realize He'll work out all the details after that. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Man, such a man. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm.